Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken's win! Billiken's win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back, everybody. It is hour number two. We're going to talk some basketball in this hour, talk a little bit of basketball with the University of Missouri. They were in action last night. They lost to Texas A&M. And a little later in the hour, we'll visit with Lon Tay of ESPN in Champaign, Illinois. Lon knows all there is to know about what's going on with Illinois sports. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll have John Mozeliak joining us. We'll talk a little bit about how spring training is officially underway for everyone, the WBC, and how its impact will take place. And and I want to learn, or I want to really introduce people more to our, our new coaches that are going to have an impact and uh, get an imp- idea of what's going on with uh, how they're going to do things differently, if at all. And uh, later in the hour, in case you haven't missed, if you missed some things that were going on earlier in the week, we will uh, have a chance to hear what Matt Pauley put together just to kind of give you an update on what's going on with Cardinal Baseball, because this is your last Sunday before Cardinal Baseball returns to the airways here in St. Louis. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. This is going to be a team that there's a lot of competition. Uh, When I think about the pitching that I've seen so far, um, you are going to have a good pitcher that probably won't be part of this ball club for one reason or another. When you think about the bullpen, uh, they have a lot of arms out there. Now the question is, you know, how good will these arms hold up? And then you have some people – that maybe you didn't get a real good look at last year. And I'm thinking about Drew Verhagen. Watched him throw a bullpen the other day. And he snaps off a curveball as well as anyone in this camp right now. So I'm anxious to see some of these guys under fire, and we'll see that in about a week or so. But next Sunday, the Cardinals will be on the air. And, of course, next Saturday, John and Ricky will have the action starting from Roger Dean, and that's going to be a lot of fun as we get another year of Cardinal baseball under our belts. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. So stand by, folks. We'll have more coming your way. We'll talk a little Missouri basketball in just a bit, along with Illinois basketball 
on your voice for the Cardinals and St. Louis U, KMOX. I'm Ackerman. Welcome back, everybody. Mike Claiborne filling in this Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning's afternoon here in uh, Jupiter uh, as we have Cardinal baseball working out down here. We were talking a little bit about uh, basketball, Missouri basketball in particular, losing last night to Texas A&M. And they have been obviously one of the more intriguing stories within the state. I think when you look at what they're doing and what UMSL is doing locally, uh, two really fun stories. But, you know, I think we saw last night why Missouri, they're going to get exposed as we get deeper, obviously, in the conference play. And hopefully they get into the tournament and certainly conference tournament. Um, rebounding is not a strong suit. I mean, they, they can wear you down. They can run you up and down the floor. But if they're, they're never going to win a battle of the boards. And, and that's going to be temporary. I, I think what we've witnessed already with Dennis Gates and how he's put this team together, obviously he knows he's got to address that issue uh, as far as getting a little bit more size. And as you know, with the, with the portal, it's almost like putting money in a, in a vending machine. I mean, you just drop a couple of quarters in and pull on the knob and all of a sudden a, a rebounder may fall out of somewhere, but it, it's been fun to watch them. They are entertaining and fans have certainly come back in Columbia. And when you think about it, since that building has been up, I don't know if they've had this many sellouts in one particular season, because if you remember, there was a lot of transition going on and fans just didn't have the interest, maybe because of all the distractions, maybe the fact of lack of talent, and certainly the records didn't help. But uh, they're showing up in droves, and that's a good thing for Mizzou. Now, if we can just get them in a room with St. Louis U and get them to play a game and do a home-and-home, home, I think everybody would be happy. I think that's that's the next step we have to take. But uh, they've got the tournament coming up, the conference tournament coming up. <clears throat> and I think when you look at them, as a program, they've got to be a tournament team. When you look at the wins that they've had against good teams, ranked teams along the way. So where they're seated, I think, would really be an indicator on how well they fare in the conference tournament. And, you know, the SEC is known for, for football for sure. But as you look at the SEC, I'm not sure what what they're not good at. I mean, basketball has certainly accounted for themselves well. Baseball has certainly been a, a mainstay. You can even look on the women's side at gymnastics and women's softball and women's basketball. I mean, it's maybe the most competitive conference in the country for both men and women. But when you get into their conference play with regard to basketball, it's a scuffle. And it'll be interesting to see how many teams will get into the NCAA tournament that come from the SEC. So Missouri has their work cut out for them. Uh, they've accounted for themselves extremely well in Dennis Gates' first year. And uh, I think we could, it's easy to say and safe to say that I think it'll only get better. So let's keep our fingers crossed on that. When we come back, we'll have a chance to talk some Illinois basketball with my good friend Lon Tay in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. We'll have a chance to visit with him and find out just who are the fighting Illini this year. This has been kind of an up-and-down team, and we'll find out from Lon on what he thinks and where they're going when we return on KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Well, you're half right. We are at the Stiefel Financial Studio. I'm not Tom Ackerman. I'm Mike Claiborne, and we go to the guest line. And standing by in Champaign, Illinois, is my good buddy Lon Tay of ESPN 93.5. Lon, how are you, sir? 
I'm good, buddy. Uh, good morning to you. It's race day, man. I'm ready for Daytona. Let's get rolling. I am too. I am too. You know, this is going to be an interesting race this year because, uh, you know, their off season when guys start leaving teams and then other teams take over. And I, I'll tell you the the whole Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Richard Petty thing. I, I wish it hadn't come to that. You know where it got the the laundry was being aired, but you know what? That's business, man. And you know, I don't know how much hands on Richard Petty was, but you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson's trying to win, and you know, as you know, that's a very expensive sport. And if you don't Ooh. win, you don't eat. And if you don't eat, you're a- then you you're the most expensive Uber driver in your neighborhood. <laughs> you're exactly right, Mike. And and I agree. I mean, it, the the conflict, the controversy, it's just a little much for me, but. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to just get the get the guys in the car and the ladies in the car, or whatever, and just get it rolling, you know, and let's get going. Uh, so I, yeah, go. I'm looking forward to it and get the season started. Here we go. All right, let's talk a little Illinois basketball because I don't know about you, but I don't know who this team is. Uh, just when you think they've turned the corner uh, and they've got the consistency that you expected, uh, they have that bump in the road, and all of a sudden they got to do more than call a tow truck. You're exactly right, Mike. And that, honestly, if there was a theme to this conversation, you just nailed it. The inconsistency or lack of consistency is basically, I've said that word more often this year on our radio show during the season because this team, like you said, I mean, they've got early wins over UCLA and Texas. Those are two teams that are, you know, almost probably square dead set on that two line in the NCAA. And then you look at what Penn State absolutely rattled their cage twice. And Indiana, of course, they played well yesterday in that game, but Indiana had come to Champaign. And that's the other goofy thing is normally teams don't come to Champaign and do what they did. And you can look back at Missouri for a lot of your Missouri fans down there when they just absolutely whipped Illinois. So the consistency is just so strange. But, Mike, is this what college like sports yes. in general is going to? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's any like doubt. It? Uh, we were just talking to Travis Ford earlier about the impact that obviously the portal is having and the NIL will even have a greater impact. And I think we have been so comfortable in recognizing the name of the Jersey, the name of the university, and just assuming that, oh, well, yeah, they're Illinois or they're Kansas or they're whomever, they're Duke. And then yeah. all of a sudden you turn around, look at the names on the back of the Jersey, and all of a sudden it's not the – McDonald's All-American is not the blue, the five-star player that you once knew. Or if he was, he's a guy who decided he wanted to go somewhere else and play. And I think from a coaching standpoint, it just takes takes a longer time to figure out what you have and how to put all these new players in one room and say, all right, let's be cohesive. And oh, by the way, we've got Michigan on the schedule or whomever. I, I think it's just really hard, and it's going to get harder. And coaches – you, you've you covered so many coaches in your day, Mike. Guys like Travis Ford, Brad Underwood. I mean, these guys want to know they're in control, right? They want to know yes. what this team is, and I think it drives them batty. I mean, Brad Underwood was ecstatic after yesterday's game. He was, like, literally happy, you know, basically because they – honestly, they did go into Bloomington and played a great game. They outplayed Indiana, I think. And Brad is like, okay, if we get that performance all the time – or when the NCAA rolls around, if Illinois plays like they did yesterday, they can beat some teams. But are we expecting that to happen? I don't think so. You know, I said well, you know what, Lon? on the show. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, here's the deal on that. 
that's something normally a Brad Underwood or a Travis Ford or you you name the coach. That's normally something he says going into the holiday break, because yeah. now he kind of figures out what he has. Now on February nineteenth, he's almost popping champagne corks because he thinks <laughs> this might be the team he he thought he had at the beginning, and he's You're not right. by himself. He's not by himself, and, no, and that's and the it, challenge that we're going to have. And guess what? He gets a chance to recruit all those guys all over again as soon yeah. as the season ends. And I don't know about you, but most coaches like coaching. This this yeah. recruiting thing is you have to do it. You know, most guys don't have you – know, if you're a 55-year-old coach, it, there's not a lot you have in common with an 18-year-old other than the, the game itself. So exactly. all the other social issues that come with it, he'd rather just get you on the floor. Let's do some X's and O's. Let's show you a drill. Let's show you how to do this. Let's rebound and play defense. Those are the things coaches sign up for. All the other things that have now been put on their plate is uh, something that I'm not sure we're going to see a lot of coaches stay with, especially if a guy has an option to go to the NBA where he can do a lot less uh, as far as recruiting is concerned, maybe a free agent, but nothing to the extent that what we see in college sports today. Not at all. And, you know, part of Underwood's reasoning yesterday is, you know, you played without Terrence Shannon, who had the concussion at Penn State. You had, like, Ty Rogers was sick all week and finally was healthy to play. RJ, I believe, was battling some sickness yesterday. So I think he was excited with the way they played compared to how they were able to prepare. But what you're saying, you just look at this Illinois team. Sky Clark, gone from the team. They're, um, you know, the, the kid they brought over, um, from overseas, he just abruptly left the team, Zachary Perrin. And it's like, what? I mean, these are things that Mike is just so confusing. You know, from somebody that I'm 52, you know, and I've been covering college basketball and college sports for most of my life. And just the stuff, I just shake my head now at some of the things that happen. And here you've got, you know, you look at next year's team, you could easily lose Coleman Hawkins to the draft. Matthew Meyer's gone. Terrence Shannon could be gone. RJ could transfer. I mean, who knows what else? And you look at next year's team. You, you I don't. You got to add like three or four you, new you guys. You can't even say. Can. You can't even say next year's team. Right. We, we now live in the moment. Next year, you know what? You have to worry about next year when the season's over with, yep. uh, because you just don't know what you're going to have. All right. Um, this Big Ten, nothing's changing. I mean, there's always no. some teams that knock each other around. There's always a team that kind of emerges that you say, well, where they come from? And because of the, the, the portal, that you hear that said more than often. How many teams do you think can get into the tournament from the Big Ten? Because there have been some teams that have been surprisingly good, and yes. then there have been some teams that have been kind of mediocre to disappointing. And, and I always circle Michigan and what they yeah. have from a talent standpoint. And I really thought Juwan Howard was going to break through this year. Uh, there's got to be some nights he wish he could have taken the Laker job. <laughs> when no when he was out that. there. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 was, he was a finalist for it. He might have th thought of You know, I'd rather coach LeBron and some of those guys and deal with what I'm dealing with now. But, but you have some schools. So how many do you think can get in? Well, that's a good question. I wonder how many deserve to be in, to be honest with you. I mean, I, obviously, I do think Illinois is a team that could go and do some damage in that thing. And, and of course, Purdue just brings a whole different beast to you when you're trying to face Edie every night at 7-4. I mean, that's a guy that made Kofi look normal when I saw him together, and I'm like, holy crap. And then, you know, the problem with Purdue is they got two freshman guards, so how are they going to do when the big lights come on? 
I think Indiana might be the team that is really, really ready to do some damage. Um, and I hate saying that with uh, me not really enjoying the Hoosiers per se, but they certainly looked apart and Trace is unbelievable. I mean, I could see seven, right, or eight. And, and I just wonder, you know, the Big Ten hasn't won, Mike, a national title since 2000, you know, with Michigan State. That's a long drought. And yeah. I just don't know that you've got a team this year that's going to do it either. And, and when it comes to locally, like for Illinois, it wouldn't surprise me if that team made a run to the Elite Eight. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost in the first round. I mean, it's just, it's just a very strange season. Well, it's strange not just for, for Illinois, but I, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite when the tournament no. begins. And, and I know they'll seed teams, and there'll be a, a number one seed in each regional. And when you look at them, you say, yeah, but. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think that we, we have to take a step back and ask ourselves the question, is this is this what we're going to be have to get used to for, for the rest of our lives as far as how this thing is set up? Or will there be some tweaking taking place? Or will we see these conferences, Big Ten or the Power Five conferences, just yep. pack their bag and walk away from the NCAA and create their own set of rules to make it a little bit more conducive for, for coaches to be able to coach their players compared to how we see it today. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of options on the table right now. Without a doubt. And I'm certainly one that does not, I don't sit here and try to stick up for the NCAA by any means, especially as an Illinois fan. They've done some interesting things to that program in the past, but I bet you anything people at the NCAA are just sitting back in their chairs going, yeah, how fun is it? How fun is it policing yeah. this stuff? No, you're you know right. I, mean? yeah, I agree. Probably but, but, you know, you look at, like, North Carolina has a game against NC State today, and if they don't win that, they're probably not in the tournament. If, you know, Kentucky's on the outside, you look at Ohio State, Chris Holtman, that, that team usually is good, and they're horrible this year. They look like they've packed it in. There's just some strange – tell you the one team, and I know it's a reaction from last year that they beat Illinois, but the one team that I really enjoy watching is Houston. And, you know, they get – They, got a good, they have a good you. coach. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they just absolutely smother you defensively to where that plays in the tournament, right? That plays against any style. And I just think a Houston is the kind of team that if you're filling out that bracket, I wouldn't be afraid to have them going pretty far. And I know there'll be a one probably, and that, that's common sense, but I love the way they play basketball. It should be fun. Well, Lon, it's always yeah. good to visit with you, my friend. Uh, say hello to all my good friends in Champaign, including the farmer's daughter. I will, and you're coming on soon, I promise. I still want to get with you and talk a little bit of Hall of Fame. I know that's to the listeners. They're sitting there saying, what? But you had a great take on that when you were on your cruise, that Cardinals cruise, and I want to talk some Hall of Fame with you baseball-wise. So we'll get you on, Claves, I promise. I am here to serve at your pleasure, sir. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> good take Good take care. Latte from Champaign, Illinois. Always good to chat with him. Hey, coming up in just a bit, we're going to visit with John Mozalak and talk a little Cardinal baseball. Uh, as we mentioned, all the players have reported. Uh, spring training is officially underway, although, as I've, I've said before, we've had a number of players who have been here for at least a couple of weeks. We have players who make their home here in the offseason season. The WBC has had a lot to do with that as well. And uh, there's just a lot of things going on. And one of the interesting things, and we're going to talk about a little later this week, is uh, the rule changes and the impact that they're going to have. And just talking to coaches and players, and everybody's just kind of throwing around a lot of different scenarios. And uh, I, I will predict that we will have more ejections 
in the first two months of the season than we did last year. I will also predict that we won't have this thing settled down until June 1st. Uh, I, I, I wonder how lenient baseball and the umpires will be to give people a chance to get acclimated to the uh, rules without really trying to enforce them too much. But then again, we have a clock when you hit zero, you got to do something. Uh, I'm also anxious to see how veteran pitchers react to the pitch clock. And I always bring up Giovanni Gallegos, uh, who was uh, the slowest worker in baseball last year. How does he shave off 18 seconds from his delivery? Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to go on that we will certainly get into, but we'll talk with John Mozeliak about a few of those things coming up. And also, when you think about this team and it, its direction, folks, there's a lot of competition going on down here. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you think about the outfield with O'Neill and Newt Barr and Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker's knocking on the door. There are a couple of other guys that they're going to take a long look at as well. Um, and then I, I think one of the issues that nobody's talking about is Paul DeYoung. What happens if Paul DeYoung comes in here and lights it up? What do you do with him? Do you move Edmund to second? Then what do you do with Brendan Donovan? Or do you make him a DH? Does he compete for the DH spot? So a lot of things going on. We'll figure it all out here in just a bit. Uh, let's take another quick break. We'll come back. John Mozeliak coming up in just a bit on your voice for the Cardinals and St. Louis University, KMOX. Now, the John Mazalock Conversation on KMOX. Sponsored by your Gateway Acura dealers, Munganass St. Louis Acura, and frankly, the Acura on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, everybody. We continue with sports on a Sunday morning, and we have a chance to visit with the president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's John Mazalock. And Mo, uh, we talked about it earlier in the week. Congratulations on your extension. and. That means there will be continued stability within the organization. But more importantly, is everybody in camp? Because I know that for you, you've been here for a while. I've been here a little longer. Really, we could have started spring training maybe a week and a half ago because I would think anywhere from 30 to 35 of your 40-man roster had been here for at least a week. Yeah, it's obviously a pretty impressive group that's already here. But I think the one thing we all have to remind ourselves of, it's it's a WBC year. So there has been sort of that staggering entrance um, as far as people coming into camp. But, you know, you look at what's happening at the major league side and and to your point, I think almost all 40 have, have reported. And then even when you look back on the on the minor league fields late afternoon, I mean, yesterday I was out back there. I think there were 55 players already there. So it's I think guys were getting itchy. They want to get down here, get to work. Um but I, but I, I think part of that's because of, of the rush, because of the preparation for the WBC. Let's throw in the fact that maybe the competition this year, certainly when it comes to pitching in the outfield, uh, it would behoove any individual who would like to have a spot on this roster to get here and get in, in tune and get in shape. Although most of these guys are, are reasonably in good shape before they get here. But from a competition standpoint, where do you see the most competition? Is it pitching or is it because you have so many outfielders who are vying for a spot as well? Well, I think it's both. And, and you know, clearly you could make a, a guess at what you think our outfield would look like on opening day, Tyler, Tyler Newt and, and Dylan, but there is going to be some competition there. Um, whereas if I told you to make out our, our eight relievers, you're going to name a few of them, but 
you're probably not going to be right on maybe the the guys that fill, you know, spots nine, 10, 11, 12, and 13. So, you know, there's, there's clearly going to be some, some uncertainty today in the bullpen relative to what we'll look like in a, in a month. But, you know, all these guys are coming in um, excited about what I'm seeing from, from some of these young arms early. And, uh, you know, I think the most important thing as, as we uh, uh, encroach upon this camp is, you know, just try to stay healthy and, and get through it. You know, I'm glad we have some time to evaluate these players because I've whittled my uh, eight-man bullpen down to 12 now. I mean, because there's, there's some pretty good arms that we've seen over the last few days that really make you raise an eyebrow and, and say to yourself, there are going to be some very tough decisions made, provided no one gets hurt or somebody falls off the table while we're in spring training. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think that 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 number 12 for me is probably closer to 18. So, <laughs> um, you know, and that says a lot mm-hmm. for this group. And, and it also shows you that it's it's a pretty deep bench. Talk a little bit about uh, your staff. Uh, you, you made some coaching changes in the offseason um, and they come from different parts of town. You have a guy in Brandon Allen who was in Memphis who did a really nice job working with the young players from a hitting standpoint. And here's Dusty Blake, who had been an assistant who was elevated. Give us a little bit of an idea about them and also your assistant pitching coach. Yeah, so so a couple of things. I, I think most people that follow the St. Louis Cardinals know that that I tend to like to promote from within. So when you have somebody like a, a Brandon Allen, you want to give him some form of an opportunity, right? I mean, you spend time at the minor league level. You work hard, you 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 rise up to being the the hitting coach at, at Memphis. At some point, you hope you get an opportunity at the big leagues. And, you know, fortunately um, for him and for us, we were able to provide that. And I'm excited for him because, you know, he might not be the most outgoing person in the world, but he's he's very insightful on hitting. I think he's going to really pair well with, with Turner Ward. And more importantly, or, or maybe probably the best compliment I can give him is, like hitters like working with them. Yes. And, and that that's that's great to hear. So I'm excited for BA. You mentioned uh, Dusty Blake. He was somebody that we we hired at a Duke University to be really our our third pitching coach and and more of a strategist, but you know, he he has a great understanding of the modern game, understands the the tools needed to be successful. I think uh, you know, what pitchers are looking for today, he speaks that language. So I think he's gonna be a great fit for us moving forward. And so I'm I'm excited about these new faces. And then Julio Ron Hell was someone that we brought from outside the organization. And and you may say, okay, we we didn't we didn't have an, a great internal person. We actually did have a couple guys I think that were really qualified, but a couple of things that I liked about Julio was one, obviously bilingual, working in the bullpen. Uh, I like his background of uh, how he actually got in the game as, as a mental strength coach. And then, you know, couple that with having success at the major league level in a variety of roles as bullpen and pitching coach. So I think, you know, he's going to be a nice fit for us. And and he too sort of understands the, the modernization of the game. So, um, you know, you look at these new faces and I think they're going to be great compliments to what we're doing. And probably last guy we should mention is Joe McEwing because I think a lot of people re- recall we hired uh, Matt Holiday to be our bench coach uh, early January. Um, he decided that he just wasn't going to be able to do it. But for us to land on our feet and, and then end up with uh, Super Joe, I mean, it's, it's it's really good news for us. and brings a lot of energy. He understands the role. I think he's going to be a, a great uh, uh, 
key member of our staff or someone like Ollie, who, who who also is still learning. So just having that stability with somebody like Joe, who knows the ropes, I think is going to be really helpful. Well, you you hit the nail on the head when you talked about Super Joe and, and his intensity, his passion. But, you know, he's serving a similar role like that. He worked under Tony for a little bit, and he, he's been around. I, I just think he was the ideal guy to be that second voice uh, on your staff because he's he has that experience, grew up in the Cardinal organization, but went elsewhere. And I, I love those guys who can come from somewhere else, Mo, and maybe just add just a little bit more salt and pepper to a pretty good recipe. No, I think that's right. I, I mean, like, look, we have so much stability here. Sometimes we always wonder what it looks like um, elsewhere. And so to get some people from outside the organization, I, I, I do think can always add a little color to what you're trying to do. And I think both those gentlemen uh, will do that for us. To quote a major league executive, uh, what you see now may not be what you see on opening day and certainly may not be what you see in September. Will, should we stay with that that line? I think so. I mean, it's, it's worked so far, right? Yeah, but but I think more importantly, like, I think the worst thing you can do is is enter spring training thinking like you have to have your your team figured out. Mm -hmm. 162 is a long year, and and there's always like an ebb and flow of a season that that happens. But look, we certainly like what we have here. Um, but when when we were talking about the, the sort of the breadth or the depth of our our pitching at at um, the Bigley Club, as well as Memphis, that just means there's, there's probably going to be some rotation. There's probably going to be some 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 churn, which I think is a healthy thing. So, um, you know, I, I do think there's some questions we still need answered. We, you know, who's going to be our starting second baseman? Um, you know, what what does uh, Paul DeYoung look like? So, I think from a position player standpoint, there's questions in the infield. I think there's questions in the outfield, and we certainly have already touched on the depth of what we have going on in, in the bullpen and pitching wise. I, I love questions at this time of the year. I think it's fun. It's great conversation uh, for you. I don't want to put this one person on the spot, but it, who is the one person that you may pay closer attention to as we get spring training officially underway? Well, I think, I, I don't think it's one person because I, I, I think when you go back and sort of touch on those three kind of pivotal areas we just talked about, I mean, Paulie D is, is, is critical. Like, mm -hmm. is he going to be someone that could be an everyday shortstop? And if so, what does that do to the rest of the infield? Or is he going to more fit the role of like a super utility? And then that sort of allows other things to happen. So, you know, that's something I'm, I'm very intrigued with. I guess if you're asking me like, like, what am I most looking forward to just sort of watching? I mean, it's probably Jordan Walker, right? Because here's a young man that, that has just exploded onto the prospect scene um, really from day one, but he just continues to get better and better. And now to have him in this group, a group that that you're going to get to see every day, which is, I think it's going to be fun. So given it's the WBC year, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So when I think of, of Jordan Walker, I'm, I'm like super pumped to see what he can do this camp. He might as well throw Mason Wynn in there. Yeah. Um, another young man that, you know, is, is, is starting to look like um, he understands what he's doing. Um, I, I think he's getting comfortable in this, in this setting. And I think these guys are going to be fun to watch. And you want a couple names on the pitching side too. It's it, I, I'm looking forward to watching Graceffo pitch in a, a major league game, as well as uh, McGreevy, just to see really where they're at and, and to understand like really, where are we with our depth? You know, um, you kind of put the bug in my ear about the, uh... Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn some time ago, and having spent time around them, 
I'm not sure who I can make a comparable to when it comes to a person or both of these guys who obviously have a pretty good baseball IQ, but just the way they carry themselves is something you normally don't see from 20 year olds. Yeah. I mean, they're both very mature. Um, um, you know, speaking with, with, with Jordan, cause, cause I have spent a little bit more time with him, but I mean, he's just an articulate, thoughtful person. Yes. Um, you know, he's just like, got it, that's a great compliment to give someone who's 20 years old. And, and he's, he's comfortable having a conversation with you. Like, you know, look, I, I have an 18 year old son and you know, he, he's fine speaking with me, but I imagine if I stuck him in Ollie's office for a couple hours, it might be, <laughs> you know, a little bit of silence, but you know, you, 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 he certainly understands the environment he's in. And um, I mean, both these guys are really impressive how they carry themselves. And I think from a Cardinals fan base, it's, it's going to be a fun camp to watch. I will say this. I think they are further along than I was at the age of 20. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> hey, Mo, as always, we appreciate the time. Uh, it should be a fun day with everybody being in camp and uh, let's just keep everybody healthy. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. That's John Mozalak, president of baseball operations for the Cardinals, back with more after we take this time out. Welcome back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman.
The first week of Cardinals spring training is in the books. Monday was technically the report date for pitchers and catchers participating in the WBC with the rest of the pitchers and catchers needing to report by Wednesday. Almost everyone arrived early. And speaking of that, tomorrow is technically the first full squad workout, but everyone has already been in camp working for the last few days. Manager Oliver Marmel appreciates that so many guys arrive early. We've always had that. Our guys are super eager to get going every year. Um, a lot of them start to trickle in once the once February hits, but there's a there's a big group of guys that have been getting uh, some really good work in over the last couple weeks down here. We've been able to lay eyes on it, and we're we're excited as well. The first big news of camp was an extension for President of Baseball Operations John Mosellock. It's a two-year extension taking him through the 2025 season. Speaking with reporters, he says part of what he'll do over the next few years is help the next generation of baseball executives in the organization take their next steps in their career. We were thinking of the, the next few years. I think it's critical that we have a strategy in place and what that looks like. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean like the who's next, but it gives people more expanded uh, responsibilities in the roles, gives them more opportunity to see how things are done. Uh, perhaps maybe the easiest way to say it is a little bit more of a look behind the curtain on what I do daily. While most did believe that Mosellock would stay on with the team beyond this season, he admitted that he did need to make a decision on the commitment. I love my job, like I love what I do, but there's parts of me that wondered like if there was something else I could be doing in my life. And, and you know, I look back at the last 15 months and those were some, some difficult times internally with some things. and. And overall, like, you know, Bill and I, we just continued to talk through some stuff. And, you know, ultimately about a, I don't know, about a week ago, we, we came to this agreement that it was probably just best. I, I remain where I am and uh, happy to do it. This week marked the debut of Wilson Contreras as a Cardinal, the biggest acquisition of the offseason. He had already been spending some time at the complex in recent weeks, getting to know some of the pitchers who were also working out there. Contreras also made the decision not to participate in the WBC. Marmel says that decision says a lot. It spoke to his commitment to what he finds important, which is uh, to start to build some of those relationships and establish himself as uh, one of the leaders in that clubhouse. So um, awesome decision for us, and I'm glad he made it, but there was no convincing. This is something that Wilson wanted to do. One of the biggest arrivals to camp was not a player, but a Hall of Fame shortstop. Ozzie Smith comes in as a guest instructor. One of the cool moments was him meeting prospect Mason Wynn, who clearly understood who Ozzie was. Third baseman Nolan Arenado also wanted to spend some time with the Wizard. Marmol is very happy to have Ozzie in camp. This is the advantage that we have over a lot of other organizations is the history and tradition of these guys that their ability to come back into camp and speak to our veteran group and our young group. Um, a big part of Ozzie, like I got a phone call from Nolan Arenado this offseason said, hey, can you please have Ozzie in camp for a decent amount of time because it's always good to be able to draw from that that experience and for the young guys to see the Aussies of the world walking around and some of these other guys. So, um, yeah, I like it. Fills up to me, he'd be here every day. This camp is unlike any other as the club gets ready for a season filled with rule changes. Bigger bases, no overshift to pitch clock, a limit on how many times a pitcher could throw to first, and more enforcement of balks are among the things that'll be different this year. Marmel and his staff are relying on the minor league coaches who have experienced some of these rules already. We have a meeting tomorrow morning with our AAA staff to, to go over different strategies that they used or got used against them when it comes to some of these rules, like the pickoff rule. There, there's um, 
ceasing communication within our Bingley staff and our Miley staff to make sure that we're not missing anything and how we communicate it to our guys. So, yeah, that would be a big part of our training as well. For the Cardinals to be the best version of themselves this year, there are certain players who either need to take a big step forward or return to a former version of themselves. There's been a lot of focus on pitcher Jack Flaherty as the team appears to be behind the upper echelon of the National League when it comes to high-end starting pitching. Part of the problem can be solved with Flaherty staying healthy. When you're not feeling right, it's, it's hard to have confidence and just that overall presence that you're typically used to taking the mound with. And this is a guy that uh, was had a couple different issues um, that kept popping up that didn't allow him to be who Jack is. So the fact that he's feeling strong, he's feeling healthy, will allow him to have that presence and overall confidence leading into his sides and lives and then into games. So we're looking forward to seeing that progression. After last season ended, infielder Nolan Gorman was given instructions on some things they'd like him to do to fix his swing. Marmel likes the adjustments he has seen so far. You can work on it all day long. Once you start competing, there's another team across the way and you're facing real pitching. We'll see how it plays. But from a work standpoint, the intent behind what he's doing and how he's coming to camp, Nolan's a great example of that. Like he, It looks different. Swing is flatter. He's hitting the ball hard. It's not as uphill. So those are all things that we were hoping he would address based on how he was being pitched. So are we happy with what we've seen in the last couple of days? Absolutely. Towards the end of the week, pitcher Ryan Helsley lost his arbitration case against the Cardinals. He expresses some frustration about what the club said about him during the hearing. This is becoming a common theme across Major League Baseball as players tend to lose in these hearings and very often teams say things about players that are not positive. Marmel addressed the situation. It's tough. Um, that process is never easy. And, um, and speaking to, to Hells earlier today, he's a, he's a pro's pro. He understands that that process is a back and forth of hearing a lot of things you don't like hearing, but it's not personal and it's just part of the business. So is he happy? Not really. Is, he, is it going to affect what he does today? Not at all. You, you understand what it looks like and then you move on and he's uh, as pro as they get. So he'll be just fine. Now the focus of camp starts to shift. The first Grapefruit League game is this Saturday against the Nationals here on KMOX. The full club will have a short time together before some players leave to participate in the World Baseball Classic. From the T.R. Hughes Holmes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Matt Pauley, KMOX Sports. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. I'm Scott Jagow. Good morning. We're going to wrap up sports on a Sunday this way because it's the first day of the XFL for St. Louis Battlehawks. They play their first game this afternoon. It's on ABC at 2 o'clock. The Battlehawks are one of four teams in the North Division in the XFL. They're one of five teams that are back after being part of the league's relaunch in 2020. If you recall, I remember going to one of the games before the pandemic the team was 3-2. and two. Man, the dome was rocking. I know it will be on March 12th when the Battlehawks play their first home game. They have three road games to start off the season, but that place was electric. So definitely St. Louis fans appreciate having football, even if we have great disdain for the Rams. <laughs> the team is led by Coach Anthony Becht, longtime tight end in the NFL. His tenure included a season with the Rams when they were still in St. Louis. Beck will be making his head coaching debut. 
Other important players on the team, of course, you have to start with the quarterback, A.J. McCarron. He played six seasons in the NFL with starts for the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Texans. And I recall him being on the practice squad or the off-season team with my team, the Buffalo Bills. And I, th- I always thought highly of him. In fact, I saw him play in a playoff game when – What's his name uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, the quarterback? (laughs) uh, I can't think of his name right now. He was injured, and uh, McCarron stepped in. This was the game against Pittsburgh, and unfortunately there was a huge penalty at the end of the game that cost the Bengals the game, but he deserved that game and that start. He did very well, so I think he's promising. Uh, Jalen Smith is a wide receiver who had stints in both the NFL and CFL, primarily as a practice squad member, but he's been on the roster of the Ravens, Patriots, and Seahawks, so he's a good piece. And Marcel Aitman adds additional depth with NFL experience at the wide receiver position. Should be an exciting season kicking off today at 2. That's sports on a Sunday. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 